Yeah, early 2000s. Yeah. yeah, but I I held off until I think like the year before I moved to New York, which is 2005. So like 2003 maybe, okay. I finally had to like get a phone. You got that? You got that little flip Samsung? No, the little Motorola one. I like the uh, little Motorola. Is it black? It was like silver, silver and black. Area. Yeah. Okay. It had like the little readout on the on the on the flip screen on the on the outside of the flip, yeah. um, and it had like the little nub. So that little nub antenna. Oh yeah, yeah, the nub antenna. Yeah, yeah, that was all right. And I, but I, once I got it though, I was like, oh, this is actually kind of nice to have. Well, yeah, I. So once I figured out, so I, I switched from my pager. I finally <laughs> was like, fine, I'll switch to pager because of the yeah, text function. Pager. The text function yeah, to me text, was like, right. I was like, okay, I Game now change. I have a way to avoid people. Yeah, and and I've lived by that credo ever since. I do think though. I will say this with texting the the like the three push text way that you used to have to do on those like number screens, you know, like you you couldn't just type in words. You had to be like, oh, right. You push yep. one, one, one yep. like to get a yep. C. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so like each letter was carefully thought out. Yeah. And you, and you create you could people that could like create like a voice or be be crafty or clever in that mm-hmm. in those text exchanges. I appreciated. Like I, there was a real art form to texting yeah. back then. And you, you had to and you had to sort of be um uh you had to sort of make sure your vocabulary or your written like everything was written sort of correctly. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you took your time you and, took your and you took your time actually, and you, yeah. you thought it through and you were like thought you kinda you'd be like, right. All right, does this land? And then you'd be like, yeah. Ah, that lands. And then yeah, you'd send nice. it. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's just word garbage. But but then you like shorthand. You, Everything's shorthand. You put you put stock it. Yeah, you put stock into what you were gonna Type because you had to fucking put so much effort into it. Yeah. It was like yeah. a, it was like yeah. the difference between Couldn't like blow through it either. Like right, the printing press like... like really ruined how people write. You know, type. <laughs> <laughs> There's no one. No one's appreciating the text era of the flip phone. I feel like it's just a. It's a lost no, art. Definitely. Oh, it was. That was. Yeah. Absolutely. That, that was. It was a better time, Chris. <laughs> 2002 Back to 2004 was the golden age of texting. You don't know what we had to do. We yeah. don't know what we had to you do. It was like it was hard work. Where do you think LOL came from? Yeah. That's us. Yeah. We invented yeah. that. <laughs> WTF, that's us too. <laughs> BRB, yeah, we got yeah. that. <laughs> no one uses BRB anymore, do they? No, but I was trying to bring it back for a while. I was the, oh, there, really? were, there were a couple of those that I was... I was wondering why people don't say them anymore. Also, I've been recording this entire time. You're listening to Not For Nothing yes. with your host, Chris and Chris. Hey, everybody. We did it. Chris wanted me to try that out. Where I just picked a point in our conversation where we would uh, we'd pick it up. You know what I, I realized? Once I knew I was recording, I was doing Not For Nothing, Chris, and not when we talk normally, Chris. Like I, I, I haven't noticed ever a difference. You didn't notice a difference? No. Oh, wow. I'm... Ugh. I'm turning into one of those guys. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, but no, but I don't notice it. Even all the other, like the years we've been doing this, like when we talk beforehand and then when we start the show, like I, I don't notice sort of a different tone or something from you. I've, I, maybe I'm just more aware. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was, it was strange. Anyway, <laughs> thanks. Thanks. You, thank you to the listeners for being the, uh, the test, the test on that. We, we always have a little chat before we record. 
And uh, and Chris was like, we should just record that shit. It's it's better. Yeah, because half the time it's really good. Half the time it's terrible. And there's nothing to talk about. But well, I once I realized like, we were just going off on like how annoying cell phones were, I was yes, like, this is right. This I, is. I was kind of in the back of my mind. I was like, I should say something. I was like, but maybe maybe he's doing it, so I don't want to screw it up. I left out the part. I think I hope I left out the part where I talk about having a pager. <laughs> mm. I hope. As a grown man. <laughs> I can't believe you got a pager like 10 years after they were a thing. Yo, I got, a, I got like the last round of Motorola pagers. It w- <laughs> and like, <laughs> I lived in New York. That's nice. It was, <laughs> people it was like you to, and doctors. Because people used to be like, I can't find, like, I can't find, I don't know where Chris is, I can't find. I'm like, you, well, it doesn't matter. So yeah, I, I would, uh, I, and then I just used pay phones. I'm like, right. oh, oh, I got a page. Someone's blowing me up. And then I would just call people. And it was like, fine. Then you got to carry change around. I mean, Chris, it was a different time. You had to carry lots of different, different things around. It was different. You know what would have been a baller move, though, actually, is if you just had the pager and then you would use other people's cell phone to call the number back or whatever, right? Can I, can I borrow your cell phone real quick? I got a, I got a page. Yeah. I or if I would have just... I think that would have been a gangster move. There, there, you just refuse to get a, pay, a cell phone, but you can use other people's, though. Just be a total bum. It's like a person that yeah. quits smoking but still yeah, bums cigarettes right, but, off yeah, people yeah. all the time. Yeah, can I get a cigarette? I fucking... I can't. That was, that was me for a while. Yeah, it's everybody for a while. Yeah, it is everybody. I guess. That's yeah. kind of how you that was start a good smoking thing about cigarettes too. like that, bumming cigarettes, because everybody did it. Yeah, man, simpler times. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> simpler times. Lucy's. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, so let's just go right into it. Um, we have a new present. No, just kidding. Uh, so did you watch the football game last night, Chris? At all? Uh, you know what? I, I started watching it a little bit, and it was it it wasn't very good. It was it was pure trash. I, uh, I, but I'm glad. I glad we. Uh, I'm glad I switched over to the Green Bay to picking Green Bay in that game. Though. Yeah. Well, I tried to talk. I tried to talk a lot of people into that. It. I didn't make sense to me that that they people thought Green Bay would somehow magically win with playing like little league team. Like I don't get. I don't. Did they think it was going to be like a rocky moment for the 49ers? I think it's an overreaction from last week when when they got crushed by by uh, Minnesota. But they did. Minnesota you know, has a true the, starting quarterback. Minnesota, I mean, call Kirk Cousins I, is Kirk Cousins, but like that was absurd. But they, but they were able to run all over him with with Cook, and that was the thing where like San Francisco doesn't quite. They, I mean, they have no talent across. They don't have a running back. They, they yeah. who, who they I have three. They have three running backs. It's you know, it's like the old adage when they when they talk about when you have three, two or three quarterbacks on a roster, like you don't have any. That's basically the whole San Francisco uh, roster is like they have three or four running backs on the team, which means they don't really have any. It's like they're not good enough to be a starter and they kind of cycle through them and they're not effective enough to sort of. Plus, I mean, plus, I think Green Bay could have, which is a terrible run defense. They could actually key on the run game more probably in this game without having watched too much of it. I'm, I'm sure that was sort of their focus to shut them down because that's how they got burned by over 200 yards from Dalvin Cook last they got They got out coached. Green Bay came in with a plan. They were like, we're going to do a lot of we're going to do a lot of ground and pound. We're going to like do short passes on the running game. And and they were just marching up the field. And it, like within the first eight minutes, it was like, oh, they're fucked. Like, they, like yeah, Green Bay, like actually game planned. San Francisco is like coming up with like trying to figure out who which players they're going to start. So it was, I, it was I honestly think obvious. San Francisco was just trying to like, we're just going to get through this game. I think they knew. Oh, I, think I they had no I, shot with a quarterback. They had no wide receivers. I would buy that. Well, they don't have wide receivers to begin with. But yeah, I, I will say this. Troy Aikman still. Doing a fantastic job. He's crushing it. It was a, it was it was unfortunate because like obviously the the country is in the weirdest place it's ever been, and which is saying a lot. And 
and it did feel odd to like not have to to have announcers not address any part of that you know like it's you've you've got aerials of like the the stadium's completely empty you've got players on the sidelines wearing masks because there's a covid outbreak we don't have an elected president and because troy can't isn't allowed to say anything now he they're just like, welcome to San Francisco. Another beautiful night. We've got a good one for you. And it's just like the elephant in the room is just the room. Like it's just the, the right. whole room is the elephant. <laughs> and so to not say anything is really, it's confusing and kind of feels weird. But I, you know what? In a way, though, maybe take all of this um, stuff out of it in a way. And I don't mean, I don't mean you know, I'm not saying like this whole thing about, you know, keep politics out of sports and all that kind of stuff. But like, keep everything out of sports, you know, in a sense. Like, sort of don't have, like, just do go in, do your job as a, as an announcer, and just call the game. Yeah. Right, and you don't have to ha- try to have all this sort of like extra talk and fun, and 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 you know, I, I don't know, like, I, you know, I, like Al Michaels is always talking about point spreads and stuff, which is sort of fine because it, it ties in directly to the game and stuff. But you know, like, you know, we don't need all this other fluff, right? Well, you don't need the flyovers. You don't need the the cheerleaders and the and the dancers and and. And you know halftime entertainment and all this stuff. Well, there's like, nothing to look at during a football game. I don't. I don't blame the the sort of the video element of it, but I I totally agree with you. When you listen to a football game on the radio, which I do a lot when I drive like long distances, <laughs> yeah. I'll just put one on because I can. Because a good play by play guy, or a good yeah, if you have a good team, tells the story. You you they'll they'll yeah. From the moment they come out of their huddle, they're explaining how the players are lined up. And who's doing what? And they—it's not so much calling the play itself; it's calling what's happening on the field prior right. to the snap. Describing, and then yeah, and then describing like how things unfolded, and it, you just get a better sense of the strategy of the game and and sort of the tempo of the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think watching football, we're too stupid. We just focus like we don't see a lot of what's going on in the field unless we are re- have a really truly trained eye. Like I don't watch film; I never played football. So I don't ever, I can't make myself focus on like a tackle or like what's going on in the defensive line. Maybe on a replay. You just follow the ball, basically. You just watch the quarterback and you follow the ball. Like a fucking, like a cat and a, and a, and like a a (laughs) feather, you know? You're just, like there could be all this other shit happening. And so a a good announcer is supposed to like give you a little bit of that when you're, you know, help you help, help that along. And so a radio announcer does because they know you can't see anything. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. They're explaining the game or they're yep. describing the game. Right. I, I agree. I think if they just did more of that, unless of this, like, I talked to Cliff Klingsbury the other day. You know what he told me? He said, these guys, you know, this is the kind of thing he lives for. Yeah, it's a, he loves a challenge. You know, this reminds yeah. him of, I'm like, stop with the anecdotes. I'm like, that never happened. Like, what? right. Who cares? Yeah. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter or impact the game in any At way. At all. It hasn't, it gives nothing. Lends nothing to the game. Uh, it, right. Completely right. And this fucking yeah. idea. I'm sorry. How long has Aaron Rodgers been playing football? 12 years? Uh, at least. This idea that he still fucking has a grudge against San Francisco for passing him in the draft. <laughs> like, give me a fucking break. That is the stupidest story. That storyline sucked when, he, when it was like closer to like, like 12 years ago. That storyline right. sucked. I was floored when i heard that i was like really we're pulling the, we're dusting this one off tonight aaron Rodgers doesn't give a fuck about san francisco something to talk about i'm like oh yeah yeah he's pissed he's pissed 
He's so upset that he's not playing for San Francisco right now. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, because he won a Super Bowl in, in Green Bay. Yeah, I'd be. Although, you know what? If there's anybody in the NFL who would still probably hold a grudge and is pissed about all this stuff, I could see it. it, it it's more likely than not Aaron Rodgers. Well, he does it. He does hate his family. <laughs> right? And probably for like making him take <laughs> swimming lessons in the third grade. <laughs> he's been 15 years. I think it was 2005 when he was drafted. I, Aaron Rodgers is a weirdo. He was like yelling. He's a weirdo. He clearly doesn't like his coach. And like they have the weirdest like sideline. Re- like it, it's an impossible job for their coach. I love that guy. Whoever, whatever his name is, I'm a big fan. Because Aaron Rodgers is a fucking handful. I would not know how to. He's like oh, following. Sure. He's follow, Aaron Rodgers is following the coach around on the field. Like up to the end of the game, they're up by like 30 points. It's like, what the fuck do you have to say? Go sit down, you weirdo. Like, what do you have to say to me right now? Go sit down. He just—I think I saw that he was like pointing, like he was pointing the screen or something. I think yeah. or whatever he was like telling him something, and then I think the coach—he just like turned the floor. He just like turned around, and walked away. He, was he like, should right, have. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> but they do seem to have a better dynamic than than last year, right? Where they they whatever they they, I don't know if they've come to some sort of agreement or or sort of was able to sort of see each other uh, and work with each other and sort and sort of game and offense you know, combining each other's best strengths and abilities, uh, something that there is a difference there. You can see them in, 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 in their sort of attitudes and postures and, and post-game comments and stuff too, this, this season as well, which to me is, is somewhat impressive as far as Aaron Rodgers goes. Cause he, that guy is, I, I think that, that, like I said, that guy still holds probably a grudge against fucking, um, McCarthy to this point. Oh, for sure. And he should, <laughs> he yeah. should. Well, I that a, guy's the worst coach I think yeah, ever in the history. McCarthy of owes him a big, a, a lot of money. Owes him a, a lot, lot of, of people owe everybody in Green Bay, including the organization. Well, not the organization, maybe, but Aaron Rodgers, an apology for trying to uh, stick up for Mike McCarthy. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. I just had a thought. L- let me bounce this idea off you because I'm you know I'm a I'm a, a producer in a in in live events, and I'm thinking of moving into live sports and probably the NFL by like next week. <laughs> so here's an idea. You know how they do like they they'll do like they'll interview a coach between like quarters or whatever. Or they'll like get a little insight from the hey, coach. It's halftime. And you, what are you doing? They're like, as they're like running off the field, like instead of doing that, why don't they just in game, just pick dudes on the bench to like interview and be like, Hey, what's going, what's going on with you? I noticed you haven't played this season. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts? <laughs> you know, like why can't they just pick a guy? I mean, there's always dudes just sitting on the bench yucking it up just be like hey back up back you know back up linebacker what 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 are you seeing out here what do you think you know how are the linebackers feeling you know like i i would find that way more interesting just pick a guy learn about him you're right actually and they they you know like how awesome would it be to interview like cam newton on, on the sidelines during the game right when he's when the defense is on there or something right he i mean yeah. he would be a i think he would be incredible like a sort of interview you got to catch him um, at the right time or if they're pissed that'd be great too Right, right. But he's very animated person. Like you saw him on the bench where there's that whole meme now of him like rolling his eyes and like sliding off the bench and stuff. Like, yeah, he would totally. I think he would. But they do that during um during when they usually have the preseason games, right? And a lot of times because it's like the local <laughs> you're, broadcast. You're telling you're telling me I've I can't tell you the last time I watched a preseason game. Well, I know eighty nine. There wasn't any this year, but. Always in years past, if you ever, you ever watch, no, I never. Pre- fu- who watches so preseason? You, if you ever do, this is what they do. They 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 have taken your suggestion and they've already done it, but they don't do it in a funny way. They are like, oh, you know, like 
uh, Aaron, you know, Aaron Rodgers, like he, they pulled him after the, like the, the halftime or something. So now they're interviewing the third quarter because this game is so boring and no one knows any of the players that they're like, Hey, let's interview some of the guys on the sidelines. That's, and I, so they'll kind of talk to them about those and stuff or whatever. Right. And then sometimes they'll have like the old, like the old Pittsburgh Steelers guys are on the sidelines watching the preseason game. So they'll interview old Franco Harris or something. Right. Or mean Joe green. Well, right. And so they, they, they kind of do that. So I think take it. So your idea is, is sort of taking that a step further, which is a great idea and, and doing it during the regular season. I it's sort of like when in baseball, when they do it with like the managers, like in between innings and then they record it. And then as they're going into like the fourth inning, cause it's so boring that yeah. they're like, Hey, we're going to show you this interview. We just did like two minutes ago. <laughs> exactly. Because I, you don't want to actually watch the game. So we'll interview the manager. I t- it's, it would be, it's just be a little bit more engaging than watching like the same guy walk pace up and down the sideline and then like yeah. nothing happening or f- the fans that are non-existent. Plus it would give the sideline report gal, you know, or, or man or man. I mean, sometimes it's a man, but usually it's, the, it's a woman. I know. Like it would give her actually a little more exposure and something to do during the game too, which I think would be actually really A great. little journalistic work maybe. Yeah. Instead of these like anecdotes where you're like, oh, I talked to that guy before the yeah. game. Talk just, to a scout from just, five years Just ago. talk to him then. Just talk yeah. to him then. Talk to him right now. Fuck it. <laughs> I, I mean... The the long snapper is not doing much. Why don't they just make the long snapper the sideline reporter? Yeah, Ryan <laughs> Fitzpatrick would be really great every week on the sidelines right now because he ain't got a starting job, so he can just sit there and talk. His oh business. my god, dude, that would be incredible. It'd be incredible. He should just. I wonder if like if like twi- he, they can actually could, throw it to him to sort of you know kind of break down you could, know game. Could Twitch right just hire him on their own? Fuck it. Who needs like yeah. the the major broadcaster? Let's just use a streaming service and just have like. A guy with this, like a single held camera, following fucking Fitzpatrick around while he interviews dudes. St- I think this is. I think we should start this. It'd be awesome. So you could just amazing. tune into Twitch and just watch the Fitz cam, and yeah. he's just talking to his to his friends. Yeah, yeah, just It'd be great. Yucking it up. You can. That's how, that would be your perspective of the game. Just whatever he sees. <laughs> Yeah, like I think you're great. You 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 put the you put the the microphone in the in the long snapper or the punter's hands. Yeah. Yeah, could you imagine if like Pat uh, McAfee was still on the sidelines? He would be he would be crushing it doing this. There's so many good people at this. Each team should oh. have to designate one player. Yeah, that is essentially like an oh, ambassador. Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. All right, we did it. We came up with the idea to save football, which doesn't need saved. <laughs> well, the ratings are down, Chris, so they need something here. I mean, after that turd that I, they rolled out last night. I mean, I know it was a Thursday night game, but like, goodness. Oof. Yeah. Good. Wasn't even fun to gamble on. Uh before we get into gambling you know, since could, what? Did you gamble on it? I took a taste. Okay. Just and a, you won. Yeah, of course. It was the it, it felt like easy money, but like I was talking to Benmo about it and he kind of psyched me out, but I was like it was too, you know. I hate I hate I hate I hate betting on Green Bay. I always feel like I'm going to lose, but I, to me they just they're the team I've, I'm the most comfortable with gambling because they they they're the team I they feel like can constantly score points. Yeah, but they're I mean they're they seem a little manic here right now, right? Which I not a leads good, to an not overall a, evaluation of the league that it's so like sort of back and forth and up and down with team to team and week to week. That you know like Tampa Bay barely beating the Giants last Monday night. Like who like what? Who like, would have seen that? Who would have seen that coming? You cr- they cr- didn't they cr- did they crush Green Bay or somebody too? Right? They crushed Green Bay a couple weeks ago and then. And then they can barely beat old fucking Danny Dimes here. Like uh, this is nuts balls. Well, who's I don't know. Th- Tampa Bay is a whole other story. In fact, let's just jump into it since we're already talking football yeah. and we were already yeah. talking Green Bay. We we chatted prior to uh, the game because we I think we both felt a little 
lethargic maybe i don't know i i wasn't i i'm glad we waited an extra day i wasn't mm-hmm. feeling i wasn't feeling 100 percent comfortable uh mm-hmm. so i'm glad we i'm glad we did that uh so for you listeners we texted each other like we used to do back in the day about who we thought was going to win on thursday and it's i chose night. and i chose green bay and chris chose san francisco and then chris flip-flopped until yeah when i read that half the team had covid and was in, in protocols and out for the game and injuries and all this other stuff it was like this is this is ridiculous so here we are we bo- wait should we talk about last week uh sure yeah i feel like i did bad i haven't looked at these I did oh, really uh, you bad. Know what? I'm not even sure. I, I I forgot to add up the whole thing. Jesus um, Christ! You didn't add it up. What's the whole point? Yeah. Of- well, wow. <laughs> wow. I wow. I let's just. Uh, uh, you, what do you mean you didn't? You didn't like click the the. You didn't. Oh, you just didn't do the math. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't finish adding the last two games. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> I I mean, basically, like I only had five wins, and I think you had more than that. Yeah, I had, uh, well, I had, uh, oh, I was seven and seven then, I think. I was a a paltry five and nine. It was. You did not have a good week. I knew it was falling apart, like, as, as things were. Early and often. Yeah, it was a rough week. I'm, I stayed away from gambling on the real and was very grateful that, like, I didn't, I didn't spend any money gambling on any of these games. Uh, I will say this, because now I'm Ben Moe's bookie. Uh, he started like he's like oh I just it would be fun to like place a bet once in a while can we can we try that and I was like yeah totally like you know you were my bookie for so long I'm happy to place a little action for you he started with like a a nice like twenty dollar bet simple you know kind of just puttering around would place a bet here and there and then last Sunday he's like I want two hundred dollars <laughs> uh, I can't even remember what he bet he won. And I was just like, all right, here we go. I guess we're going, you just, you just went from like, he went from zero to a million. Like he just was like, yeah, a little bit. I just do it. nothing exotic. <laughs> and then just crazy, crazy. Like now he's creating his own, his own spreads. He's like, it's, it's, he, he clearly cannot stay away from gambling. And I'm very glad to have him back in my life in that regard. <laughs> but I can't front him this much money. So he needs to win. <laughs> um, yeah, which the life of a gambler, I guess, right? You can never just get out. Well, and then once you get back in, it's, it's like, he, that's why it's an addiction, right? I mean, he hasn't been wanna, he hasn't been out. He just had he just pivoted to day trading. Oh, I see. and then he, I think he just found himself day trading DraftKings stocks and uh, was like, <laughs> "Oh, I missed that. Let me try." And then it's just it's a fun thing for us to 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 tease each other about, which is nice. Sure, sure. So, Chris, on the season, though, we're doing actually pretty well. All right. Let's hear it. Through through eight weeks, uh, you were at uh, 60 wins and 52 losses. Wow. With, with three break-evens. Yep. I'm, I'm sure that's exactly how the way you say it. Um, break-evens? Break-evens. Uh, and then I'm, I just I creeped up one game above you, 61-51. That's great. That's a, I, you know, I, I don't know if you ever watched Scott Van Pelt. I try not to, but he, <laughs> he does a thing on his show where he's like, he, you know, tries to guess like a handful of, of, you know, picks games for each games each week. And he like, he, he has like a worse winning percentage than us and thinks he's like the, the cheese. I was like, we should be bragging more. I feel like we're, yeah. like, I feel like we should. I'm br- telling you, like, I think most of these guys, like you're lucky if you get to 60, if you're a 60%, you know, gambler. Yeah. 
if you're winning 60% of the time, like that's incredible. I think like most of these guys, you're not really gambling, you know, for, for extreme winning percentages here. You're, I think it's more of like, you're picking the games, you know, can win to, to, and betting more money on those games kind of thing. Right? There's a jabroni so, on the radio here. Who's come from Paramount sports. He come and he comes on every Friday on the radio and like t- tells his, you know, his picks of the week. Yeah. But right. he but he does that fucking old school thing where he like he's like I like the Giants twenty four to twenty like I'm like I it, I'm like <laughs> does anybody ever check this guy's fucking score predictions like I no. would love to keep tra- tally of it people that guess what the score is gonna be I it's so I know we know we've said this a million times but I heard it today and I was like this guy has got to be just so disgusting he hasn't changed his underwear in a week and he's sitting here like telling us what he who he thinks like how many points do you think like danny dimes is gonna score it's totally right. I, I feel like the people people sort of think that's gambling right where they where they want to hear a a, a a a final score or something a point total so dumb which has nothing actually to do with gambling really necessarily right I mean, like it doesn't like it doesn't it means nothing to you to like help you try to to gamble better. If you're going to go the lengths of guessing what each team's going to score, then just say, oh, and I like the under or the over because you know the, what the over under is and you know what your stupid imaginary point total is going to be. So then just say that instead of just like, are we supposed to right. do that math right. so for you? So I don't you? know if it's a subversive way as, as they're giving the spread there or the point total something, right? I, I, I think it's just dumb. I think it's, it is dumb. I think it's, I think it's a cop out. It's the easy way out for them to sort of like show that they're gambling, but they're not actually doing it or giving anything away. <laughs> Well, if you go on to ParamountSports.com, you could get all. I don't of know what that is. Who is, I don't, who is that? I've never heard of it in my life. I just was. I, I just found it. I've heard this guy on the radio a number of times, and I was like, "What? Why do they fucking talk to this guy?" He's like, "I was at the office last night till two a.m." I'm like, "Office? Really? Which? What is this office of which you speak? <laughs> the gambler's office?" <laughs> Uh, Gamblers Anonymous. Yeah, seriously. I don't know what office he's the back of a fucking deli. Yeah, right? Yeah, or in his van. He's just like, yeah, I got an office in my van. I drive around a Lincoln. I take all my numbers in the back of my Lincoln. He's like, you can find me back at the Lincoln. In the back. You can find me at the Walmart parking lot. They'll let you stay there for a pretty, pretty well, long time. They, they, don't, they, don't, they don't harass you. They make you move after a little bit, but you know, I got to get a shower. <laughs> next one. <laughs> Uh, all right, so this is a gambling. This is like a gambling website or something. This is weird and stupid. Yeah, it's just like a. It's like I'm sure it's just a pay to play. Like you pay and then you can learn this jabroni's point guesses. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh God. All right. Anyway, how do you on. think the new Borat movie is going to end? Well, here's what I think, based on a previous <laughs> Borat movie. You know, I kind of left it open ended. But I feel like this one's going to clo- like have a little bit more closure, but probably leave a little bit open-ended so they could do a, a third one. So I'm going to say it, and the end's going to be medium. Rudy Giuliani will have his hand down his pants. That's my prediction. It's going to have into the movie. an elected official's hands down his pants. <laughs> that voice is making me cough. All right. It's a tough one. It's a rough one. Yeah. All right. Can we do these Let's lines? Picks. Or picks? Yeah. Picks. 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 Yep. All right, you do, you tell people what they are because the spreads are because I fumble all over my words when I try to do it. Oh, sure, I'd be happy to, Chris. Thank um, you. Another that's a long way of me saying you're better at it. So, <laughs> all right, so we already did the Thursday game, yep. which we won. We cl- crushed it. There you go. Moving on to Saturday's wins, Chris. Carolina plus ten and a half in Kansas City. You want me to take this, or you want to take this? Ah. Uh, 
you know what? I'm I'm feeling like I, you know this is one of those things where again this week in our lethargy lethargy maybe that's right uh, uh, of sort of getting to the show. I was going to look up Carolina and see like, I feel like they've been kind of losing games lately or, or maybe not covering against the spread, whatnot. 10 and a half points. is, is a, I feels like a lot though. Um, not to take Carolina, hmm. but is Kansas City back? at home. Uh, and I, I feel like, so here's my, uh, the long winded version here is, is I feel like Kansas City's defense is sort of coming back down to earth. They're not sort of, they're not as great as they were to begin the year here. I, I think Kansas City's is to me it's 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 sort of an easy pick even even though it's ten and a half points giving up. Yeah, I want to say that like Carolina's gonna have a surprisingly good game here, but I have no basis in that. I just, McCaffrey's back, right? Am I wrong? Oh, you're right. I think he is back. So that mm-hmm. that plays a little bit of a role into it. But they were losing when McCaffrey was in, and I don't and I just don't know if that. They, I think so. Kansas, well, Kansas City's defense too is like I'm not sure if if they're good against the run or the pass or or either or neither. Um, I'm not. You know what? You're gonna switch. I think I'm gonna switch. Okay. I'll take I'll take Caroline plus ten and a half. I'm gonna stick with KC, but I would I would hedge and bet the money line for four hundred and thirty is a pretty tasty money line. If Carolina can do anything, if they can mm. keep it under ten and a half, I just go ahead and swing a little action on the money line, make some money. Yeah. What worries me about this game is Carolina's defense. It just isn't going to be able to, to withstand the onslaught of of Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes is great. Mahomes is great. Um, and they have struggled a little bit lately, like with timing and, and getting the ball to his receivers and catching and stuff like that. It's it's been a little weird. Like I, I'm every week I, I watch them uh, and even against the, even against the Jets. I mean, he threw for five touchdowns, but they just don't still look like last year's offense or something. And, and they're, they're probably sort of click here in another couple of weeks or towards the end of the year. Um, but yeah, uh, you know what? Uh, yeah. All right. So I think we're settled on that one. Great. Moving right along. Balt- <laughs> Baltimore against old Baltimore. Or- <laughs> <laughs> New Indianapolis against old Indianapolis. All right. Baltimore minus one and a half in Indianapolis. Um, this one and a half on the road seems kind of like an overreaction too from Baltimore losing uh to pittsburgh last and year entire, last week and this is putting home. there people are putting way too much stock in indianapolis's defenses and way too much stock into philip rivers being like not philip rivers it's why why is the world so aggressively waiting for indianapolis to be relevant i just i, don't I, know. I feel like there's an overreaction to this fucking team every year and they're yeah. always milk toast. They're they're not that great. Like their defense, and their defense is decent. doesn't hold up very well against really good teams. I totally agree. And they've also shit the bed against bad teams. Baltimore's yeah, if, that's true. The, I think everyone in in the world would agree that Baltimore's one of the top three best teams in the NFL right now. And yeah. if I could say and to only give them a point and a half against yeah. Indianapolis at in like a non home field advantage, then this would have to right. This would have to go to seven and a half for me. For me to even start thinking Indianapolis would probably cover. Wow. Wow. You should, you know what? You should, uh, you should tease that spread over then. <laughs> well, I'm not saying, I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's, yeah. to, for me to really, like, even like at six, I, you know, I think Baltimore would, would still probably cover. Um, I think so too. Or you're, or you're sort of in the tie, you know, breaking even range then or something like that. So I don't know. It's, I, to me, it's, inter- it's a, I, I, to me, it's, it's a, it's a huge dis service uh and slap in the face to baltimore here i like baltimore 23 indianapolis eight <laughs> <laughs> seattle on the road playing an early game in buffalo are still the favorites minus three uh 
you uh, do your Seattle thing. This fucking team. Do, tell <laughs> tell me about them. Maybe. They might be a little bit better this week defensively. I I don't know. Like they signed Damian uh, Damian Harrison, who is like one of the. Um, he, he's played like he's a nose tackle or defensive tackle. He's, he's played in Detroit, uh, and a couple of teams the last couple of years where he like literally, he makes a difference in the run game, like a noticeable difference in the run game where like teams go from really bad to really one of the best in the league. Hmm. And if he plays, that's sort of a huge thing, um, for this defense specifically, I think overall for sales defense, but Buffalo's not a great running team and they're a passing team. And even with Jamal Adams coming back for Seattle in the safety position, I still think. Buffalo can sort of put up points and, and not sort of like they can move the ball and, and not struggle like they have the last couple of weeks. I, I think this is a close game. So I, Buffalo plus three is an easy one for me. Really? Is Carson playing? Uh, he's questionable. Hyde's questionable. They, they just signed Alex Collins off the practice squad to be a running back. So potentially there, there might Old be some issues there. Alex Collins. Don't they have like a funnier, they've got an, a, a running back, a backup running back with a funny name that I'm like DJ Dallas. I I'm ready for DJ Dallas. Era. I'm so ready for DJ Dallas. I I he's I, the I, next great my University of Miami running back. Okay, I I think I think you should sign him for your fantasy team and start him and just <laughs> roll the dice on DJ Dallas. I, I I might I might you should have done it. Someone should have done it last week because he I think he had like 15 points in fantasy. Yeah, nobody wants him. Uh, I I like Seattle in this one. I I'm not a Buffalo believer at all. And based on really nothing, and I just don't know if I I feel like Buffalo's offense is better than Seattle's defense, sure. But I I think that this is this game will be actually go way under fifty five points, and I think Seattle can can cover three. Okay, great. Uh, moving on to your Chicago Bears on the road. <laughs> Man, that stung. Woo. That was a little huh? pointed. They covered last week against New Orleans, though. We bet against them, and they covered. Uh, <laughs> Chicago aye, aye, plus aye. six and a half in Tennessee. My Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I. So this again, this makes not a lot of sense. I feel like the wheels might be falling off a little bit in Tennessee. Yeah. Um, Chicago is such a cra- in a confusing team. I really am just gonna pick this based on the fact that like Chicago is like good one week, shitty the other week, medium. I have a feeling we're going to see Trubisky in this game, and I have a feeling that Chicago will still somehow cover the six and a half points. Uh, you know what? Or, I, I sort of yeah. agree with you. I, I think Chicago's sort of MO and, and every week is, is they play tight, close games. And they can't score a lot of points, but the other team's not able to score a lot of points against them either because of that defense. Uh, and while they're a terrible team, that defensively, they're, they're in games. And so I think six and a half is, is too much to sort of ignore there, uh, especially with a, with a Tennessee offense that could probably struggle like, you know, often like within the run and the pass here, like Derek Henry, maybe it'd be lucky to get a hundred yards. Um, rushing. Ooh, if you could bet the under of a, on a hundred points, it's probably a prop bet out there. That's probably, that, that's probably good. somewhere. Yeah. Um, this would be one of those good prop bets for us to put us on that, uh, that you bet website or something that you were talking oh, about. Yeah. Yeah. See if you could do that with, uh, with, uh, with your guy there. I'm going to start, I'm going to start doing my, a you bet account and then I'll go on the radio. And tell people what my <laughs> I'm laying these odds here, people. Exactly. We have to yeah. guess the actual score score point. <laughs> who's gonna score at what time? You should just go head to head with this guy. I should. I should. <laughs> just pick the exact opposite. Just call him out on yeah. like on like social media and just like, hey, I got some bets here for you, hot 
I now, like Chicago to score 100,000 points. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, right, we both like Chicago, and we both like Trubisky in this game, actually. Yep, let's do I it. I think there's a time and place Trubisky's coming back. Although, here's the thing, though, and I think I truly believe this, um, and I'm not entirely sure, but I, I believe with, with Matt Nagy, the head coach of the Bears, does not like Trubisky, and he does not like his style of play, who, who's, a, who's an athletic, Clearly. running-type quarterback. He does not want that in his offense, which is completely, absolutely stupid and ludicrous for not to be able to use him in that sense. So I think he he does everything in his power not to make sure Trubisky's in these games, though. But Matt Nagy point, and Adam Gase's podcast next year is going to be so good. Oh, <laughs> the geniuses, the, the quarterback whisperer. Where they talk about how they should have been able to do what they wanted. No, no, no they will never admit to what they should have done. They, they'll just stick to their guns. No yeah. matter what. Oh, it's not. It'll be called the Not My Fault podcast. Yeah, yeah, totally. Gase yep. and Nagy. Yeah. yeah, the hand I was dealt with. Wasn't Gase and Nagy uh, a TV show? Kegney and Lacey? Gay. <laughs> Gase and Nagy. Gase and Nagy. <laughs> All right, what's next? Ah, Houston, minus six and a half in Jacksonville. Jacksonville, the home dog, can they cover against a not so much improved or better Houston Texans? Romeo Cornell does it again. Uh, six and a half, man. Vegas nailed this. I that's a tough line, but I'm gonna I'm gonna. Is is Minshew even playing this game? I don't think. No, he is. and it's it's some rookie Jake Luton. Yeah, Luton. Yeah, you're not gonna strike gold twice with putting out a random uh, quarterback in there. Uh, let's give Houston a little bit of respect and yeah. uh, and give him yeah. that six. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think Houston's actually still good enough offensively here. Um, Jacksonville, I, I would be surprised if Jacksonville does not struggle offensively in this game. And, and defensively, I don't even, I, this might be a huge, huge game for, for Watson and even uh, David Johnson as the running back. What's, for, for, what's Houston's record right now? Are they? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't either. But I, feel, I feel like, I feel like they, they it's should. It's under 500, right? Right. Like, and weren't they be. predicted to be like one of the better teams? I mean, we were Houston is one and six. We're we might need to pump the brakes a little bit. They're one and six. They are bad. They are like New York Giants bad. That's yeah. But they've, I mean, they've they played the Chiefs. They lost to the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Steelers, the right. Vikings, the Titans, and the Packers. Yeah, that's a lot. Those are all teams Brian. except for the Vikings with winning records, right? Um, like they've had a pretty tough schedule to begin with. They've put up some points though. Are you a Houston sympathizer? I'm not. Well, in a way. Yeah, I can way, see. They, I can they, see your little heart melting for this team. Uh, well, they were. I, they were. I always sort of wanted to like them, but it was. It was Bill O'Brien. Like I, you can't like a Bill O'Brien team. I know. They have a lot of good players. They have a lot of good talent on this team. But that guy just. That guy destroyed this team, like on so many levels. It's. I. I do. I do feel bad, uh, for the Texans fans and stuff, whatnot. Because, but you know, maybe there's a. There's. I don't. Whatever. Who cares. I'm sorry, but but if, as it, do you think Houston fans hate David Johnson the way they hated Brock Osweiler? No, no, which is bullshit. I, they, they the, Houston lost a lot more by signing Brock Osweiler to the contract they did than they didn't give up like an All Pro wide receiver for him, and yet right. here we are. But they see, but that's the weird thing is like they blame. I think they blame O'Brien for the trade, but they blame Osweiler for taking the contract. Yeah. That's right. Just so stupid. Moving right along. Yeah. The New York football giants, baby. Yeah. Wow. I'm predicting they get 44 points in honor of YA. Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't know. I don't even know if that was his number. It might it have been Frank Gifford's number or something. I'm not sure. Um, it doesn't matter. The Gi- Giants plus two and a half against the Washington football team. This is dumb. Uh, the Washington football team doesn't get any respect here because the Giants had like a medium good game last week. That they like against Tampa Bay, this line is only two and a half. That feels pretty disrespectful. Washington's playing okay football right now. Uh, yeah, I guess they are. What? The Giants are kind of playing okay football too, I think, though. Um, do you watch them play football? A little bit. I try to, and then I'm like, oh, God, why am I watching this game? But, I, um, I, they're, I, they're I def- defensively, they're, they're actually doing pretty well. Like, they. They, they kind of hold up. They, uh, their defense isn't bad. And they, they had some success against the Giants earlier in the season. They actually won. It was 20. It was, well, it was 19 to 20. The Giants won. It was the only win of the season. Yeah. Um, two and a half points. Shingles mm. can be Whoa. what? Did you hear Prevented. that? Prevented. <laughs> Shingles can be what? <laughs> I would, that's what I get for looking up Josh Allen's stats. <laughs> shingles. Josh Allen is the shingles of football <laughs> give me the giants that's that's the yeah. world talking to me right there that's danny dimes it's the shingles <laughs> that was danny dimes shingles commercial that was the weird thing He's like hi i'm da- i'm danny dimes and i gotta talk about a thing called shingles you know what washington's playing pretty well with kyle Allen's and the quarterback and their defense is good too i'm gonna take mm, it's tough to it's tough in a close game like this to not take the points but i'll go i'll go washington there you go that's all i wanted to get I just yeah. wanted, I want, do you think anyone will get shingles during this game? No, but a lot of guys will get COVID. Oh, that's not a funny joke. <laughs> Sorry. The last, the, the other joke funny, was much Chris. funnier. <laughs> you're, you're at little Andrew Dice Clay. Some, some hit, some, some yeah. fall, fall yeah. flat. Uh, all right. What's next? Uh, wait, I, who, who were you picking? I didn't hear. I took Washington, of course. Oh, okay. All right. Great. All right. Old Riverboat Rod. Okay. Denver plus four. These are your Broncos here, Chris. Drew Locke. The luck of the Drew. The luck of the Drews. Uh, going to <laughs> the Atlanta. Lock of the, the luck of the Drew? The luck of the Drews. Uh, Atlanta minus four at home against the Broncos. I want to hear your opinion on this because you're good at understanding Atlanta. You're like the Atlanta whisperer. I feel like you, you, uh, you know what they're about. I do not know what they're about. Uh, here's, mm, so both these teams, well, Atlanta's two and six, Denver's three and four. That's what I wanted to know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta, I mean, Atlanta's going to be able to score some points in this thing, right? It's, um, it's funny though, that it's only, Denver's only getting four points on the road, which I think is, I think is kind of interesting. And the over under is 50. So I, I think they're, they're basically expecting Denver to be able to score some points here against Atlanta's defense. Cause it's terrible. Right. Um, so this feels like a Denver plus four cover to me. Yeah. Denver's coming on a little bit too, right? Like, um, they had some success last week. Well, they had an amazing comeback. They, yeah. they scored 17 points in the fourth quarter. Drew Locke like, sort of just took charge a little bit, um, played a little looser. Uh, I think that this is the quarter. I've heard a lot of Drew Locke excusing going on this week. Seems like a lot of people were like, yeah, he was just injured. He had, you know, there's have a lot of players out there. Like, if you would have talked to me before, if they had lost last week, they'd be calling for his head. But suddenly, everyone sort of changed their opinion on him. Uh, Rightfully so. I, I hope so. I hope it's not a fluke. 
My fear no, is, he my might fear be a little up and down. Is. He's still, you know, young, uh, whatever. Like I, I, you're gonna, you're gonna, he's gonna win some. He's gonna lose some. That was a huge win for them last week. Like I was amazing that they were able to come back and and uh, the Chargers completely, you know, crapped the bed there and 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 blew that game for themselves. Like they couldn't do anything. Um, but Denver, you know, put a little respect on Denver actually. You know, and I, I'm a huge Denver hater. So um, no, what the fuck's going? I don't even know. Like I'm almost not taking Denver here because <laughs> you're being so. Forgiving this is a crazy nice. week, Chris. It's a crazy yeah. year. To crazy try, I don't know what kind of what kind of shenanigans you're pulling here. Mind meld. Uh, yeah, I want Denver too. Give yeah. me Denver. Yeah. I'll even put uh, money. All on. right, Let's keep moving on here. Vegas plus one in L.A. against the Chargers, who we were just talking about, were, were terrible defensively. Uh, and as much as I love uh, Justin Herbert and this Chargers offense and what they're what they've sort of been doing uh the defense gives me concerns and vegas has been putting them some points last week and covering games if not winning them the last couple weeks vegas has actually looked decent Derek carr or david carr whichever one he is (laughs) has actually been pretty impressive as of late and they they crushed cleveland defensively even they held cleveland and checked on the road give me the raiders here man even with john gruden being a complete maga loving Screw him. Um, who doesn't wear masks? And what a maniac! Any of the rules? What a maniac! He's what a maniac. But the thing is, is like, were we looking to John Gruden for like sensibility? Like, have we like have we ever like? No, I guess not. He's no. always been a douchebag. Like, I, I feel like sometimes we're a little too heavy-handed on people, and we don't we forget that like it's not like John Gruden just one day flipped and turned into a MAGA-loving like megalomaniac. Yeah. Like, he's a fucking. He's always been a knucklehead. So yeah. like, just hate him for who he is. Yeah, that's absolutely. that being said, I I like Vegas right now too. I like Carr, Derek, and David, um, a lot. And they're uh, they they seem to be like finding they. I think that Rugs has really sort of opened up the field for them. And if he's playing, it it definitely helps everything. Yeah, their their offense like they're throwing the ball more downfield than I think Derek Carr has ever done in his entire life combined. Well, the. I think the knock on him is that he's always been afraid to fall, throw the ball downfield. That he's yeah, just like, I think so too. And I and I think for whatever reason he has the talent or the weapons now. Um, also, the, I think that week against against uh, the Patriots, where they literally, I think the game plan with Belichick was to take away the checkdowns from David Carr because that's how you game plan David Carr because that's what he loves to do. And I think he realized he has to start doing and playing differently. And I think something clicked there somewhere during the season where. Um, He's able. He's he's more confident throwing the ball down the field actually and doing it well. I uh, I, it's a but, huge difference now. I think for him and for this offense. Then now it's 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 uh. So I, I you know so I'm surprised Vegas plus one here actually is is um. This, and they're not maybe favored. This is I think all these spreads feel a little weird to me this week. I don't know why, but I feel like we're looking at them being like this isn't. This shouldn't I, even be close. We'll totally I, I do wonder, like historically, like after week eight, week nine, if there's just a, if there's sort of a weird, you know, at what point do, do spreads sort of start changing drastically where, where they start, people start, you start kind of getting them wrong, right? Because yeah. the teams that you thought were really bad or you're, you, you know, the, the narratives on certain teams are, are completely sort of changing and people are finally waking up to those things maybe, uh, and spreads or whatnot. Well, I also it's think interesting. it's weird. People overreact so much in the first couple of weeks of the season and they just right. try to nail down every team. And then by midseason, everyone, everyone's kind of given up trying to like predict specifically who's good and who's bad. And they yeah. kind of just give everyone a fair shake because they've seen enough of a sample size and it kind of muddies things up a little bit. That's, that would be my guess. I mean, just to give you an idea from last season or last, uh, last year, yeah, last season, last year, 
Um, we were both like week nine. We both had like losing records for the week. Look at us go. Yeah. So you know, I I feel like week nine is always maybe a, a tumultuous week for gambling. Maybe that's interesting. Um, week nine. So it's like the f- yeah, because week one is always tumultuous. Right. Because so, you don't know. Right. It's one of those maybe. But I don't know. Historically, I don't know. Like if there's ever even any sort of uh, evidence to that from like on a week to week basis. If some weeks are like crazier from year to year than others. Anyway. But anyway, moving on. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Minus 14 on the road in Dallas, who is starting uh, some other quarterback who is not Danucci. It's not Danucci? It's not Danucci. They're going to be some of the two other guys, apparently. What? They're, they haven't decided yet. Yeah. It's I thought it was Garrett good. Gilbert or. Uh, well, Garrett. Or Garrett or something. Is Garrett Gilbert the. One of these guys is from Pittsburgh. Yeah, he's the former Pittsburgh guy, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, or they signed him off the practice squad from there or something, I think. I'm not sure. I think he grew up in Pittsburgh, too, uh, which oh. means he's going to get his ass handed to him. Uh, the Steelers, I, I'm going to finally just go ahead and say are good. Um, <laughs> the game last week was a weird one, uh, and it was, but it's the kind of game that Pittsburgh usually just rolls over in. Uh, Roethlisberger's playing loose. Dallas, seems, Dallas lost by, what, 21 points or something to... to Washington last week, so I feel like this is a Philly. Although it's a, Philly, Philly, it's a they were they were they were close for the first half because Philly kept screwing up, and then finally in the end, Philly was able to get a couple of extra touchdowns late. Like extra touchdown. Well, yeah, I mean, basically they they kind of got lucky. I think to, in the fourth quarter, I, I was watching that game, and Philly looked terrible, like so bad that like I'm not even confident in calling them like the winners of that division. Because they're like Wentz is terrible and they keep screwing everything up. Dallas should have been in that game and probably could have even won that game if not for a couple of like bad. I mean, I mean they're just so bad though. So why isn't Danucci getting the ball? Because he was so bad last week. They couldn't move the ball. Like literally, they went to a they went to a basically a a, a college RPO type run system um, where he was just basically he was just, uh, whatever the uh, whatever the your your offense that you love where you. The, quarterback tosses the ball to the running back at the time. The option, the option, the option. They were basically just playing an option offense because he couldn't throw the ball anywhere effectively at all. And they still were in, they were still had that game was close like through three quarters. It was incredible. I, <laughs> I, I don't believe you, but I'll just, I, I'll agree <laughs> with you. <laughs> I'll take your the word fact for that it. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is dominant offensively and defensively. Dallas, I, if, if, if something weird will have to happen in this game, which I know you you sort of believe that, that that happens to Pittsburgh and they play down the level of competition most of the times. But 14 points, I, I'm not even thinking twice about 14 points in Dallas. There you go. I like it. Yeah. All right. Miami plus four in Arizona. Miami. Everybody. Miami's defense. Miami. Every so the talk of the the talk of the town is that Miami is like oh they're like let let's let's give let's give. Uh, what's Flores? Why am I misper? Yeah, Flores, yeah. yeah. Well, let's get Flores coach of the year. Like it's, you know, that he's he's so turned. Strong. But I've heard it on yeah. a number of occasions. Which, okay. uh, which, uh, you know, I'm all for it. Let's let's yeah. do it. Like, you know, screw screw everyone else. Like, if if that's what you got to do, just give it to the someone on the Belichick coaching tree. But the team is great, and I I'm, I'm still not convinced Tua is is the guy yet. He will eventually be, I'm sure. But this is not I, four points. Is that enough? Like Arizona is better than Miami, even with Miami coming on. Like I, I, I'm not, I'm not convinced this this line is good enough. I think Arizona is still a great team, and I think they'll cover four. Okay, um, I, I'm not convinced Arizona is a great team. 
Um, offensively, they're good. You know, they they. I think they had a bye last week. I mean, they they you know they that win against Seattle was impressive. Um, offensively, they did a good job. Like defensively, they figured it out in the, in overtime and just pressure and blitz the crap out of the Seahawks and Russell Wilson. It worked effectively. But Miami's defense was really impressive. Like Tua didn't win that game offensively. Miami wasn't very good last week. Um, but defensively, I think I think that that team is better defensively than anybody's even assuming or expecting from week to week. And they keep proving it, you know, as the weeks go on. I, th- I think in another couple of weeks, they're gonna, people are going to have to start realizing that Miami actually has a really good defense. Um, and I think because of that alone, and Arizona's defense maybe isn't great, with this, this might sort of be a better game for Tua to get a little bit more reps and, and, and throws under his feet and figure stuff out a little bit. Um, that uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced on this one, and I'll probably stay, I'd, I'd stay away from it. But I'm willing to take Miami plus four and and sort of just to kind of go that route. You wouldn't take the money line though. You're not. You don't think they're good enough to beat Arizona? Because oh, I think like... they're good enough to beat definitely beat Arizona. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like what forty eight and a half? That's uh, it's a little high in the over under two maybe. Um, but I wouldn't. I, you know what? I this is one of those games. I I I wouldn't mind taking the over on that one too. Actually. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. Good, good tip. What do you want? You want, you want to tell me what the final score will be? <laughs> Uh, 31, 33, Arizona. All right. <laughs> Sunday night, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, the rivalry, the old man rivalry is a new. So New Orleans plus four. Breeze is maybe injured. Maybe mm-hmm. just, they're just trying to figure out a way to get him to sit the fuck down for a little mm-hmm. bit. New Orleans won this game the last time they played this season. Uh, and they were just the better team. It's the return of Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. I don't think Godwin's playing. You've got a two-headed monster in the Tampa Bay backfield of medium of, of fantasy nightmares, Fournette and Ronald Jones. I, I am perplexed to think that like Tampa Bay can't just destroy in this game, but like you said astutely before, they almost lost to, to the Giants or at least played the Giants close. Now, did they almost lose? That's the real question. No, there was never a doubt that Tampa Bay wasn't going to win that game. They were just kind of like biding their time. Like, I just, I don't feel like it was, I watched it. It didn't feel, I never got the sense that Tampa was going to blow the game. Um, And I like that he's got Antonio Brown. And I think that they could easily whoop New Orleans ass. Ooh. I see. Prime time? Come on. Uh, yeah, you know what, this is, I mean, obviously you got to wait until Sunday to sort of, I, I feel more confident with taking, uh, New Orleans in four points here. Cause I do think it'll be close. Uh, if breeze is playing. Oh really? But if he's, but if, yeah, but if he's not, he's playing, maybe sort of Jameis Winston comes in and not so much a revenge game, but a prove you wrong kind of game. That would be the stupidest fucking move by a head coach ever. <laughs> Just add a little pressure on a quarter to a quarterback who's notable for f- falling under pressure. Like, I don't want to do that to him. You got no one to throw to. Like, uh, uh-uh. no, I know. Um, yeah, and as good as New Orleans is against the run here, which I th- which, which sort of takes away uh, uh, a good strength against Tampa Bay. I, I think Tampa Bay's offense is still strong enough where Tom can throw it around here with Antonio Brown, who probably does make a little bit of a difference. Um, so when Antonio, Brown, some- when Antonio Brown played one game in New, Orleans, or in New England last year, 
yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, it, it's, they they clicked immediately. Like there's yeah. and and watching Tampa Bay last week, like you could tell Brady was looking for Evans. Like he he knew he was gonna hit him he, at some yeah. point. He was you'd watch he had him. To. He, he need, yeah. He and he did. Like he's that. He's like I gotta feed him. He made a point. Of, yeah. Uh, yeah. He, and he yeah. fucking did it. And if you think that the Giants, like the announcers knew it, everyone watching knew it. If the Giants didn't know that, then they're idiots. And if they did, that just shows how much better he is than the entire team. I just, I, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be, yeah. I feel like Tampa Bay is going to whoop their ass. They might, they actually might. Cause I, I'm, I'm not, I New Orleans is sort of losing ground in my, uh, scale of, of likability. They're holding and, and, on by the skin of their teeth. Yeah. Like, right. I, like it maybe if they had the wide receivers back, if Michael Thomas was playing and all those guys, then I'd feel a lot more strongly about maybe New Orleans and stuff. But, um, who cares? Anyway, moving on. Final game. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Really? Um, Monday night. <laughs> is that, new is that the new? Is that the new slogan? Is it Who Day? You're just Who, like, Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> new England. Yeah. In New York yeah. against the jo- uh, the Jets. New England is the road favorite. What a minus seven. Disrespectful line. What a disrespectful line. To who? To New England? Yes. This is fucking. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> New England, yes, you're playing poorly, but like the Jets, I, I, the, the Jets can't do fucking anything at all. I don't know no. what I don't know what they do good at, and the, they don't do anything. except for giving the Steelers Avery Williamson for free. Uh, I give me give me the Patriots, please. Yes, the Patriots all day, every day. Like even their defense, I think will will. The Jets did okay. The Jets did okay. They looked like a, a, a little bit different of an offensive team, I think, last week against was it Kansas City? Um, although they still didn't do anything, but they they seemed to have they seemed they were completing passes at least, right? And they were moving <laughs> down the field a few times. And I was like, oh, this is this is making me nervous. But they scored like three three field goals or something, right? But they were able to move down the the field with some fair amount of regularity which they haven't done all season long i'll, t- I'll take your word on that and I, I i do feel like there's there will be a game coming up where the jets surprise people and and fuck themselves out of the first pick of the draft right uh i mean they sort of did it against buffalo a couple weeks ago right where they kept it close and they and they but they keep, just keep scoring field goals and field goals here it's it's just I, I think new england has a bounce back game you know they came off that i think crushing loss to buffalo last week it cam newton gets sort of right or whatever you want to say like he, i i think belichick is not going to lose the jets and he's not going to lose and, he, and he's not going to not cover by seven points did right hear, i think they're i think they're going to crush it did you hear belichick and, go go off on like about how he doesn't have any money he's like well, oh we, yeah yeah we got, we got any fucking money we can't what are we supposed to do here? he's like well, yeah we we bought a title we kept buying them we ran out of money there we are i loved it i was like just yeah. tell it like it is it's um, it's, and listen. So far, I I've I have gone against the Jets every week, and I've only lost once, right, with that stupid Buffalo game because that was some sort of weird fluky game. I don't even know what happened in that game. So still comfortable betting it against the Jets every week. New England twenty eight, the Jets twelve. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming back. They're I I think the Jets are pretty mad about Spygate still. <laughs> I mean, they're even yeah. They're, yeah. <laughs> It's the Eric Mangini revenge game. He'll be on the sidelines I got on a... Twitch calling the game. <laughs> the Mangini game. I always like that guy. Uh, uh, all right, Chris, you got anything else to talk about? 
No. Uh, good. Me neither. Go fuck yourselves. We'll see you Bye. next time. <laughs>